Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Starting it off on a Monday, it's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We got a lot to get to today. Appreciate you guys joining us. Sports Radio 92.7 FM. Dial. You can also text us via the Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. We will recap everything that took place over the weekend. We will take a look at tonight's championship game between UConn and San Diego State. An interesting article from The Athletic on the Carolina Panthers process trading up to number one overall and some of the players that were talked about as far as possibly being traded from Carolina to Chicago and who the QB is that Carolina might be selecting at number one overall. But it is a college basketball conversation, especially that is going to lead off the show. Let's just hit the ground rolling. Let's open up the doors right now with the bus driver. Go ahead, Fiddy. Let's get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Did not necessarily expect to be talking about the women's basketball tournament to lead off the Monday show, especially in a city that has the number one overall pick for its NFL franchise or when we are so dominated usually by ACC basketball in this country. But we are going to be talking about LSU beating Iowa for the women's college basketball championship. They won 102 to 85, really a beat down as you saw the Tigers separate in the fourth quarter and Angel Reese let them know about it, Wes. Angel Reese let Caitlin Clark specifically (laughs) know about that ring that she was about to put on her finger. Mm -hmm. And she also brought together a little John Cena, you can't see me gesture towards Caitlin Clark. Now, why did she do that? Because Caitlin Clark also brought a John Cena, you can't see me gesture earlier in the tournament when she talked all sorts of trash, Mm -hmm. especially in the Elite Eight. And this is something Caitlin Clark is very much so known to do, talk that trash and show you just how good she is as a basketball player. But it really started to come about and be celebrated, by the way. Yes. As soon as that game was over and going on against Louisville, you're down 15 points. Stop talking. You can't see me. And then when she's playing against South Carolina and then she waves the shooter off. When you have a wide open three-point shot, we were all with it, Wes. We all loved it. We all celebrated it. And then Angel Reese matched that smoke and then some in the championship game as they were beating Caitlin Clark down at the very end. Even if Clark had a great game, I would go on to lose. People didn't celebrate it nearly as much. Not as many. Maybe you are not the one that was condemning Reese for her trash talk towards Caitlin Clark, but there were a lot of Twitter accounts that weren't necessarily as vocal as when Caitlin Clark was talking trash earlier in the tournament. And now here we are having to talk about the trash talk disparity, especially with the white basketball player like Caitlin Clark, who was amazing. And then here we are talking about a black basketball player who celebrates her identity, especially after 
after winning this championship. Wes, I give the floor to you as we lead off the show with LSU's win. All right, so, uh, you know, a lot of this was superseded by Dawn Staley and her comments about South Carolina after the Iowa game. She was talking about how the media talked about her team, calling them thugs and and, and hood and, and all of the, the, the bad connotations that come with uh, African-Americans when they have a brash attitude when playing sports. So we fast forward to Angel Reese in the championship game, and ESPN actually published a piece about Caitlin Clark's trash talk and her teammates and how much they enjoyed it. And the comments, people were saying, oh, oh, this is needed for college basketball. We love this. This is competitive fire. Oh, man, this is great. Can't get enough of it. She's saving women's basketball. And then screech the tires as soon as Angel Reese lets her know what she thinks about her and her team. And she gives her the business doing the same things that she does. It's a problem. She's an idiot. Act like you've been there before. Classless was trending oh, on that Twitter. Is, that is, last I, night. I, we just got a text yeah. saying it was classless. I'm sure. Yeah. Classless was trending. And I, and I say to a lot of you, I said it on my social medias last night. I put out the video. Listen, I said, white America has been looking for their next great homegrown white basketball player in the NBA or anywhere else. And you got one in Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark is the real deal. She is unbelievable. I had time. My son could attest. I was saying, oh, my God, several times when she was hitting shots. It was crazy. And let's also look at the picture, the fact that LSU, predominantly black team, they have attitudes. They're unapologetic, as Angel Reese said after the game. They got the hair. They got the nails. They got the attitude. And then they're playing against Iowa, Midwestern. All pretty much predominantly white basketball team that play the right way, I'm sure a lot of you would say. And then they got dealt with by LSU. And, yes, I did want Caitlin Clark to win because she's just a great player. I wanted to see her I cap off for Kim the great That's performance. The yeah, I wanted to see her cap off the great performances with the championship. So there's that dynamic, too. So they didn't want to see the quote-unquote, uh, the black girls that are hood and too ghetto and all of that stuff. They didn't like the fact that they beat their Midwestern predominantly white team. And then the fact that Angel Reese told Cla- Caitlin Clark where she could go and did the same things to her that she's done to others, but it's a problem. And we know what time it is. Yes, it's a race issue. If you don't like it, you could turn off the radio, but we know exactly what this is. We've heard it our whole lives. Black athletes as well. I use this moment as a teaching moment for my son just to tell him, listen, you know when you're a black athlete, they're always going to have the spotlight on you. And when you do things, there's always going to be hypocrisy. That's what we saw at its finest last night. I I like this, by the way. Going to a text exchange I have with a 704 number, someone said, still, you don't follow a player around on the court in their face doing that. Classless. I asked, is this Portnoy? The guy very literally said, no. He's like, okay, exactly. thank you. <laughs> a lot of the people. I really the, uh, thought I was talking to Dave Portnoy. Thank uh, you for clarifying a that. A lot of the people who are to act like you've been there before have never been there before. You don't know what it's like to play in those type of environments, man, and to be able to do some of the wonderful things these athletes can do, man. You playing off emotion. You got stuff pent up, and Angel Reese said it after the game. She did that stuff for South Carolina. She did that stuff for the disrespect that Caitlin Clark was showing well, to different African-American Alexis players. Morris too, yeah, when we're that talking as well. about defense. Like, That's what I'm saying. Look, this is the thing for me on Caitlin Clark, which for some reason is getting pushed to the side. If you are Clark, mm-hmm. and that is so much a part of your persona, talking trash all throughout the year, yeah. you leave yourself susceptible when you get beat down to getting that same trash talk. Yes. Wes, 
It's arguably the number one rule of trash talk. Like, I'm not even joking. It might be the number one rule. If you are going to dish it out, then you better be able to take it. And by the way, this is not on Caitlin Clark and her reception of this. This has nothing to do with her non-receiving of it because she said she didn't see it. Now, I find it a little hard to believe, but whatever. But whatever. Like, say that all you want. It's actually, if you're even trying to get into Angel Reese's head, I even kind of like that, to be honest with Mm -hmm. you, if you say you didn't see it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. She's handling this totally fine. Mm -hmm. This is nothing to do against Caitlin Clark. But when people try to step up and defend Caitlin Clark because they feel like it was too much that Reese was following her, Clark does this all the time. If you are going to dish it out in a manner where it is so vocal, yes, celebrated, but you're waving people off on the three-point line, like there is nothing subtle, zero subtlety to Caitlin Clark talking that trash. If she's going to be about it, then she met her match with Angel Reese. She met it 110%. So if Angel Reese comes out and dishes it to Caitlin Clark, y'all got to be okay with it too. Ain't no reason to defend Caitlin Clark. She's not even defending herself. Right. There's no reason. She doesn't even feel like she needs to, I bet. And one thing I will say, though, I didn't like the fact that she didn't keep the same in it. After the game, she wanted to play all, you know, not innocent saying she didn't do anything, but she's like completely trying to take the high road and all that stuff. No, I don't want to hear that from you. Can I get a little bit of self-awareness? Can I get you saying, yeah, I do talk a lot of smack, so hey, it happens. You're going to get some of it back sometimes. I don't think karma exercises itself more in life than it does with trash talk. When you're doing say stuff to somebody that's petty on that level, speaking from somebody that's petty to the core, okay, I'm going to come back and I want to throw right back at you what you did or said to me. So I wanted to see her keep a little bit of that same energy, at least to an extent. Don't come up there, oh, I, you know, I'm just more focused on my team and... And, and just being in the moment, no, nah, I don't want to hear that. Because you were talking a lot of trash. So you got it back. So you could at least just been like, hey, I talk a lot of smack. Sometimes you're going to get it back. It is what it is. Congrats to her. Can I get a little bit of that? Yeah, and I don't I don't mind it as much as you, but you're right. I yeah, guess if we were to, energy, if, man. if we were going to construct a perfect answer from Kaylin Clark, maybe that's <laughs> it. Now, you do have to keep the feelings in check here, right? Yeah. Or, or at least with some, some realness where Kaylin Clark just lost a championship. And so I imagine she's not going to be in the same type of mood, and I'm okay with that. Right. I understand your point about it, but just the need to defend Clark when she's over here kind of reflecting on the season that was not the moment even Angel Reese told you it was it was my moment I was in my bag and so when you're playing like that that's how she's gonna act and here's the thing too with Angel Reese man like it's not like she was going to every Iowa player right it's not like she was following everybody now you might try to retort with well of course you're gonna go towards the head of the snake and Caitlin Clark okay cool but when the head of the snake is talking that's why you go and follow her Like, it's not that she was pounding her chest over different Iowa Hawkeyes that she was scoring for and then talking shit. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, goodness gracious. Talking trash. It happens. Talking trash. It's going as close. Of all the things that I got to dump you, it's this? It's talking close. (laughs) (laughs) Talking fired up. Talking trash. It's the first time ever. That's the first time ever in my radio history. I got <laughs> really? That well, I give you a couple minutes that of cool off. That, that I got that close. The first time ever. <laughs> Did you dump me? Yeah, I dumped you. Yeah. you. It's probably close enough. Like your ex-girlfriend. That's... <laughs> I, I, 
That's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Lisa was the first time ever, which literally on radio it was, but you've been done before. Yeah. I give you a couple minutes to cool no, off. No, because... anyways, yeah. when she's talking that trash, I should say. Yeah. When we're discussing all of that, yeah. then she wasn't going following Caitlin Clark around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she wasn't following Clark around, or she wasn't following anybody else like she was with Caitlin Clark. And to me, it was because Clark leaves herself open, so susceptible. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear that. about her doing that to Haley Van Lith like she had done in the Louisville game. We didn't hear about that till yesterday. Nobody had anything to say about it then, saying that she was classless and, and this and that. Nobody was calling Caitlin Clark classes. We didn't hear about her John Cena gesture until yesterday after Angel Reese did it to her. So that just tells you where we are. And it's sad, people. I know, like I said, some of y'all going to be, all right, we don't want to hear about the race and all that. But listen, it's still a part of sports. And it's sad that it's still a part, that these hypocrisies still exist, man. It's ridiculous. Like I said, you go on ESPN and you look at the fact that they did an entire piece called her the queen of clapback. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Celebrating the trash talk. Right. But when, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, when the black girls from LSU do it, that don't look the way you want them to look, that don't necessarily carry themselves the way you think they should carry themselves, it's a problem. And so we know what it is. Don't try to code it and say, it doesn't matter who it is. No, we know what time it is. And you might not be in the group with everybody else. But as far as the people who were saying the things on Twitter, I didn't see any African-American faces calling Angel Reese classes. They were all uh, white men or white people, white women, white men calling her classes. How about how about a weird segment where I get close? I what? Yeah, no reason to go back to the tape. But then <laughs> Fitty, Fitty wants to throw in a you got dumped by your ex-girlfriend reference right. in there for some reason. Weird energy from you walking in uh, nah, today. After you, the stories that we heard, you, he has no room to talk about anybody. He, you, want, you wanted to get <laughs> off this insult jughead because you saw it in Seinfeld. I did. And then when you said that, then you wanted to call me out for being dumped by my ex-girl, which isn't weird. What's up, Fiddy? Do we have any problems oh, today? It took you to 1213 to address me. I didn't get a text this morning. Didn't come checking on me while I was running the board for Ooh. Hoggard. Did, Nothing. Did Wes come in and check on you? Uh, he at least responded to my text message that I sent in the group that did, I'm not going to be in the pre-show. He, so him you just like, gave me the silent treatment. Him, this is all, it's all your fault. Him liking your text was good enough for you? Hey, acknowledgement <laughs> is all a single man acknowledge needs. Acknowledge me, because we got to talk about WrestleMania. All right, let's talk about WrestleMania. Let's talk a lot <laughs> about a whole bunch of different stuff. We're off and rolling as hot as we've ever been here on Wes and Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep it tuned right in. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome. 
City Mead mugging over there behind the ones in the West. I saw you looking. his head to that Craig Mack. I like that's that. Right. I, I like Wes's reaction more. Wes, that's as happy as I've seen Wes look at you in a long time. Like I when did. your budding friendship was first starting and it was like very love is in the air type of stuff. And then just there, he's watching you have a mean mug behind the mic, nodding your head. That was cool. I think the friendship, I think the relationship is building back strongly, especially after the way he looked at you. <laughs> just going to go back to Friday. I'm in my bag today, and I don't know what that means. That's right. And you didn't know what it meant on Friday, but Fiddy's feeling himself today. Okay, I think we, well, fired, him. I think we fired him up showing love to Shroppy. Well, yeah. Well, that might be true. I think we fired That's him up. That's a great I think point. we lit a fire on him. He wants to... You know, get That's back fine, in our... I lit a fire under him this morning. That's right. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I know why. Did it have anything to do with yesterday? Is that right, or is it something different? Uh, what, did he do something yesterday I don't know about? No. Oh, Anyways, nope. it's 704 oh, hell no. Go ahead and tell on him <laughs> no, right Shroppy's my guy. Shroppy's my guy. Oh, no, he, he, oh, oh, he's your guy. You want me to go get him? He can run the board? <laughs> Katie, I meant to ask you, too, to get your mind off that. Did you like the promo I did with Archer? Oh, okay. oh, there's your garage door guru sounder, by the way. Yeah. Um, I was worried, man. You were worried. I was. You I thought was, I was about to hurt somebody. I was. I was. I was deeply. I was deeply concerned. You That's thought what he, we wanted. You, he, That's what I wanted. You thought we were worried because you were going to hurt somebody, not our truth. Yeah. What about our truth though? He slapped you. In the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's good, though. If 50 felt that way, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I wanted to get across. I, I, I missed ask, my calling. I wanted to ask you after Friday, uh-huh. can you impersonate his laugh? Oh, no. Because his laugh is very infectious. <laughs> like, I'm going to go pull his laugh as a drop. He's got a very raspy voice. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's not a whole lot of volume, or it's just a lot of... Which makes like, them funnier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because him ad-libbing my promo was hilarious. Which you guys can check out the promo on the WFNZ Instagram page, the WFNZ Twitter page, and the Weston Walker Twitter page, and my personal uh, Twitter page is where I did a wrestling WWE-style promo with R-Truth, and it is fire. Oh, yeah. Better yet. Go check out the interview because the hour was awesome. Check that uh, w- out too. WFNZ.com. Yeah, man. that hour. Friday show was crazy. Man, it was crazy, man. We were excited. It was WrestleMania weekend. That was fun. Yeah, that man. was, and, and I knew as soon as I was doing research because I was not well versed yeah. on our truth. Yeah, and yeah. as soon as I started doing research and caught the interview that he had with Hot 97, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, man. And then so he, we had a great time. Go catch it out on the website. Not only our truth, though, we had a great first hour with Hunter Bailey. Big, big appreciation to Charlotte 49er fans out there that were really happy that we gave 40 minutes to them. That was a that was a great overview of the state of Charlotte athletics. And then PJ Washington, he told you that he wanted to stay here in Charlotte, had a chance to talk with him. So go catch all of that on our website, WFNC.com. Rumor has that that after Hunter Bailey's spot on the show, he was the official Bailey on sports radio WFNZ. Uh, oh, you want to say that now? You want to be disrespectful. <laughs> talk, talk to us. What'd you eat this morning, Fitty? Because you are. You are very, very spicy. You are very much Angel Reese right now. Ah, uh, dude. I mean, I, I'm just. I'm like I said. I'm in my bag. I, I had Bojangles for breakfast, as you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Championship Monday. It's one of my favorite sports days of the year. Mm-hmm. We got a great final okay. tonight. It's going to be a good game. We're coming off a great opening weekend of baseball. The Mets three and one. They're in first place in the NL East. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you There's some other stuff going on, but I'll tell you that off the air. Okay. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's explore it. I hope you're okay. Is there any real beef between us that I don't know about? It looks like there might be. No, it's all love, dog. 
I don't know, Wes. He's coming. He's coming real aggressive. Yeah. I feel like he does. I feel like he does have a WrestleMania persona right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe my promo got him amped up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying just don't slap me like our truth, or I'll catch you. I'll <laughs> I'll catch you. Unlike Wes was able to catch our truth because he was out running. <laughs> you watch WrestleMania real quickly. Give the people what they want on a WrestleMania now. Man, this WrestleMania now. Granted, when I was a kid, you know what I'm saying. We didn't have. We weren't getting pay-per-views like that. Moms wasn't shucking out $60 for me to watch WrestleMania. But as far as my lifetime WrestleManias that I've watched, this weekend's was the best. It was off the chain. I mean, you talk about some of the craziness. Snoop Dogg uh, hosting with The Miz and uh, just some of the matches. They had the Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes match was all that. Everything that I expected from a championship match. I won't give out any spoilers. Well, I guess I could. Roman Reigns kept the belt. I thought he was going to lose it. Remember, I asked Truth about that. Yeah. Wait, there's spoilers to this? If it's already happened? It's a sporting event. Don't say anything. Well, say, but some people might watch anything. it on demand. Some people <laughs> might watch it on demand. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. so, okay. okay. I thought he was going to lose the belt. You know what I'm saying? But his cousins, the Usos, they lost the belt in a crazy match. Uh, I mean, there was, there was so many good ones. Uh, Charlotte Flair lost uh, her belt to, to Rhea Ripley. So uh, that was a great match. Uh, then you had uh, Bianca Belair and Oscar was a great match as well. I mean, they were just just doing wild stuff. All the matches were very entertaining, man. I enjoyed it so much. Uh, 704-570-9610. That is the Garage Door Guru text line. Big Cat Dan wrote in, also love the merger between the WWE and UFC. That happened? Yeah, they asked Triple the H about that after the thing because I actually watched. It was so good. I watched press conferences after that <laughs> to see what they were going to be saying. He wouldn't comment on it last night, but I saw it come out today. But he said that they set records. They had over 160,000 uh, attendees over the two days. He said they made like $20 million at the gate alone because they did it at the Chargers um, stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was crazy. Some of the people, I'm like, why would you even buy seats for this? Because if you're sitting at the top of that stadium, man, it was like, why? Um, and by the way, Carolina Dave wrote in, West. they should have put the belt on Cody Rhodes. Do you agree? Uh, no, I don't agree. Like I said, Roman Reigns has turned into my favorite male wrestler of all time. The Bloodline storyline, I love it. I'm glad they didn't take because I thought if they took the belt off Roman that he was going to take a break because a lot of them do that after they have a long run. But Roman said after the match in the press conference, he said they just getting started. He said this is the third inning. He said there's a lot more to be put into this Bloodline storyline. His cousins lost the belt. Is he going to be upset? Is he going to chast- chastise them? Are they going to get into it? So, man, it's it's, it's lit. So, no, I mean, Cody Rhodes is dope. I thought when he started doing his dad's moves, Dusty Rhodes, you're familiar with Dusty Rhodes, right? I've heard of the name. Okay. I know, <laughs> when he start- I know the name. When he started doing his dad's moves, I really thought Cody Rhodes was about to get it. And then with Roman, he got, I mean, they cheated like always. Roman cheats. He never went straight up. But, um, but you love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but my mom and my son, they get so annoyed with it. Like, my son, he hadn't seen it yet. That's why I'm sitting there like mm-hmm. spoilers. Because my son hadn't seen it, and I'm playing coy with him. I won't tell him what happened. I'm like, I don't know what happened or whatever. So he's going to be furious tonight. <laughs> so he hasn't he seen it. Um, yeah. By the way, Dusty Rhodes sounds like a country song. And now Dusty what Rhodes I want to... There's a, a Dustin, Southern There's a Dustin Rhodes? That's his son. And Cody is his son, too. You're saying there's a song called... Or there's a country artist named Dustin Rhodes, is what I'm, you're saying? I'm pretty sure. Let me let me get the research oh, okay, team Okay, yeah, get our research yeah. team on it. And then if you want to text Dustin in... Dustin Rhodes is a southern legend. Yeah, let's, let's, go, let's go to athletes' names that sound like a country song. 704-570-9610 if you and, want to think of one. And quick fun fact, though, uh, Charlotte Flair, to me, the greatest uh, female wrestler of all time, from the Queen City, went to Providence High School. She was once the observer of volleyball player of the year. I didn't know that until I watched 
watched her Legends uh, deal on uh, A&E, man. Yeah, these wrestlers are athletes. Oh, yeah, them. for sure. Chris, but I yeah. didn't know that she was the Observer player. Sure. Yeah, Rick said she had a lot of offers. No. She I, went the app? Did she really? She went the Those app. are your fun facts on yeah. Charlotte Flair. Speaking of Charlotte, <laughs> they have... Wait, all right. We got to get to all the WrestleMania fun facts. You got something for us, Fiddy. What you got? No, I don't got nothing. I was just enjoying the Charlotte Flair uh, okay. history. That way, when I approach her with a DM... I can make sure to give her all the wow. compliments she needs to take a chance on a part-time radio guy. I would like what I would love, because you know how fit to get down. When <laughs> R-Truth was in here, he wasn't going to keep the same energy he keeps for wrestlers. We didn't hear any of that. And so I would love for Charlotte to come in and bring her husband, Andrade, who's also a wrestler. And then I would love to hear Fitty say that same thing, and then we'll see how Andrade reacts to it. We might have a real wrestling scene going on in here. You, as as I just thought your relationship was under repair, I thought it was going well, you're trying to get him beat up by R-Truth yeah. and now Charlotte Flair's husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be pretty fun okay goodness gracious that'd be all great right. we definitely go by right, i'm gonna try i'm gonna try a world-class <laughs> transition here right. speaking of a charlotte flair that's certainly what the panthers are going to be shooting in the air when they select a qb number one yes thank you <laughs> i got the bell Finney's back on my side today speaking of that the carolina panthers obviously set up well to take this number one overall pick at the franchise quarterback spot hopefully he will be a franchise quarterback i just wanted to run something by y'all because i've been thinking about it man if you go back to the teams that have been at the top of the draft in recent memory i think carolina especially with the gap that has been made up this offseason too i think that is something we've all celebrated Mm -hmm. but especially with that in mind has there been a number one overall team that has been better set up for their quarterback they're about to take than Carolina in recent memory. You define it however you want to. Last two, last five, last ten, whatever. I just feel like everybody is looking at this Panthers team and expecting big things from them because of just how awesome this offseason has gone for them. And Lewis Riddick was talking about it on ESPN, saying if you are one of these rookie QBs, you are praying, you are hoping that it is the Carolina Panthers that make you the selection, not because of the title that comes with being number one overall, but because their organization is better set up for you than the other organizations are. That includes Houston, whatever other franchise you want to put out there. And it just got me thinking, compared to all the other NFL franchises that have been number one overall, you got to think, since teams aren't trading up to number one, they're usually trash teams. Yeah, These teams have always struggled so much where you might be bringing in a new coach. You might have a couple of other draft picks that you can work with because you have, I don't know, maybe you traded assets away, whatever. But man, it just feels like Carolina compared to all these other number one overall teams, Wes, you can make an argument that they are the best set up organization than any in recent memory to take their quarterback and that QB be successful. Yeah, I would agree with you because when you go back, let's just go back to 2000, for example, and you look at all the quarterbacks that have been selected, number one, or draft picks in general. But if you want to go with quarterbacks and talking about having a team set up for them in the right way, I can't see any. You want to go Michael Vick? The Falcons were in shambles. David Carter, Texans were an expansion team. Well, I mean, well, but that's, I don't even stop you, but like, that's a great 
point to bring up as far as how bad your situation is for your future. There's so many people that think Carr certainly could have been a lot better than what he was because the offensive line were turnstiles all across the board. That guy was scared to throw because every time that he got the football, he was on the ground immediately. He got put on a rocket ship just all the time. All right, so then you go Carson Palmer. No. Eli Manning, Alex Smith. Nope. Jamarcus Russell. Nope. Stafford, Bradford, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, Winston. Golf, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. I don't see any franchise in there where they had a team that was uh, coming off the precipice of making the playoffs or on the precipice of making a team that people thought would make the playoffs the next season. I don't see that at all. So the Panthers are in a very unique position. Well, and especially, too, if you think about the top two teams – I think you're especially hoping that you are the number one overall pick, not just because of the title, but again, because of the way that each of these organizations are set up. It's not like Carolina is the best run organization over the last 10 years. I'm not getting it twisted and thinking they're the New England Patriots or they're whatever franchise that has reaped all of the benefits of success. But what I am telling you is that they're number one and Houston, who has not been well run by any stretch of the imagination, they're at number two. And so can you... Think about the big difference there. What I what I think is going to happen, especially because I have a lot of faith that this number one pick is going to hit, what I think is going to happen is we're going to look back on this moment maybe three years from now, certainly five, ten, as a big what if, right? Because especially with, and we'll get to more of this at 2 o'clock, but especially if you are one that believes there is still uncertainty on who the Panthers are going to take, this what if is going to have real validity when we talk about this sort of thing in years in the future, right? Like when people want to go with, oh, the Hornets could have drafted Giannis. Well, so could a lot of teams, right? That's not a what if that I'm interested in in talking about. But when you talk about what if Bryce Young was with the Panthers or CJ Stroud instead of with Houston, that's going to be a really interesting talking point five, 10 years from now. And it doesn't mean that they're going to go to Houston and fail, right? Like, We did see Deshaun Watson before he had over 20 allegations of sexual assault and misconduct before eventually he also was looking for a new contract too, before all of those things happened. Deshaun Watson was on the precipice of success and we were, you know, slowly starting to see that with Houston. They were getting to the playoffs. He at least had one playoff victory. So it doesn't mean that they're not going to be successful, but Wes, I do view this as a real possibility the big difference between the guy who gets drafted by Carolina and the guy who gets drafted by Houston, will it be something we talk about where if the roles were reversed, could you have different outcomes, right? Like that's what I'm interested in three years from now. And I will say just going back really quick, the 2012 Colts when they got Andrew Luck, they did go 11 and five. Now I don't know how the team was set up before he got there, but I do know when you look at the depth chart, they had a Reggie Wayne, they had a uh, Dwight Freeney in place. They had a, you know, they they had some players so, there, and they ended up going eleven and five. But I'm not sure if coming into the season, people were expecting well, that. Well, so, I can tell you a little bit. My family, big Colts fans on yeah. that side. Mm-hmm. What I will tell you is, look, and this is why I hate when people want to call Andrew Luck overrated or whatever. Like that, that's something. No. Andrew Luck was awesome, okay? Like, I people, I think, get it twisted when people try to compare Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, whatever, and I think that's when a lot of the animus is there because Panthers fans were mad that Andrew Luck said, no, I'm not going to go to Carolina, mm-hmm. and then instead stayed one more year in college, eventually be drafted number one. Remember how bad the offensive line was because Ryan Grigson, a world-class, awful GM, kept investing in old wide receivers and running backs and didn't invest in the offensive line until it was too late. Like, you're also drafting a Bjorn Werner 
in the first round who didn't do anything yeah. in the NFL. He was nice in college. I no, didn't think he was going to be good. Well, yeah, but flopped yeah. badly. And you just, Ryan Kelly, by that time, it was too late when you invested in the center. The only guy that you really drafted was Costanzo. I don't even know if that was a Grigson pick, but regardless, the, the reason I would say that they were not in the Carolina Panthers situation is because that offensive line was awful. Yeah. They were so bad. And then Chris Ballard comes over. They start to fill out the offensive line a little bit more. And so I think that's the difference, but it's a good one to bring up. But yeah. So you're saying, oh yeah, it is amazing how uh, different scenarios could turn up. And I wonder if these Panthers uh, or not the Panthers, if these quarterbacks are thinking about that as well, because I'm sure you can't Gotta find be. any of them that would not want to come to Carolina. I think all of them are looking at that situation like, man, I can get off the ground running with that instead of coming in like the Houston Texans' quarterback is going to come in bare bones and they're just going to have to work their way through it. Uh, same thing with the Colts. Even though they'll have Jonathan Taylor, and they'll have a little bit. They're like, that's a team that could you could kind of argue they, they were rough last year, too, but two yeah. years ago they were pretty good. So maybe the draft pick can resurrect the squad there. But then you talk, and then the, the Raiders, they're okay, but they just in shambles just from a top to bottom organizational standpoint. They just can't seem to ever get it together. But yeah, it will be something interesting down the line to see how all these quarterbacks turn out, especially if the Panthers quarterback hits. And they will look back at this and say, hey, the Panthers put their first round quarterback in the best position, arguably, ever of any team that's drafted a quarterback. And it's why if if Anthony Richardson is the fifth to ninth pick, then we go back and say, what if Carolina never traded up to number one mm-hmm. and they tr- and they drafted Anthony Richardson in that realm, then could Richardson's career have been turned around? I, I, there are so many different what ifs with this, which is what makes it fun for the future. Honestly, the Panthers gave us something fun to talk about for the future. Number one, just on its head is a lot of fun to talk about. But even with all of the outcomes that could take place later on, that's what's going to make this so much fun for years to come. I want to hear your thoughts. 704-570-9610. That's the Garage Door Guru text line. Give us your thoughts and comments on that topic. I also want to hear Fitty's thoughts. He's coming out aggressive today. Let's see if the Fitty Flash matches that tone. <laughs> Well, just some news and scores from around the Charlotte area over the weekend. The Knights, they lost their home opener on Friday, but they did come back to take two of three at home from Memphis, so they're off to a 2-1 and one start as the AAA season got underway over the weekend as well. Charlotte FC on the road at Toronto. They came back from a 2-0 deficit to draw to two to get a point on the road, and we all in the golf world heads to Augusta National later this week. Brooks Kepka became the first live tour golf winner to win multiple events uh, as he won at Orlando over the week. So a lot of action going on uh, here locally with the with the Knights, with FC, and then as the golf uh, as the golf world does heat up and get ready for the Masters, Brooke Ke- Brooks Kepka did win his second live event. All right, the golf so- world ever heat up. Well, it's, the this week it's about to. In fact, Wes, I don't know, but I feel I would like to go after a golf guest this week if you want to play in the show on air. The Masters well, are here. I'll bring my sleeping bag. Okay, cool. All right, Wes going to bring a sleeping bag and, <laughs> and then dip out of a Jason Sobel or whatever kind of interview we might go after. That will be coming up later on in the week. But coming up next, after the break, it's the Campus Corner. Wes and Walker off and roll in Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. 
they're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's Butler with two seconds. He's got to put it up. And he wins it. He wins it with the jumper. A San Diego State miracle. We're back. The Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. That sound you just heard was Lamont Butler's buzzer beater that sent San Diego State to the title game. A very exciting game at the end. I'm not going to lie. I did check out just a little bit when it looked like um, FAU had the game in hand. But then I came back for the last five minutes, man, and I got to see uh, that shot as well. So that was uh, very exciting for a um, mundane game in my opinion you but. sound thrilled man no, i mean honestly like if you don't mind bringing the energy down a little bit off of a yeah, buzzer man you know what i'm saying four. and i tweeted this i said my my excitement for the game tonight is about a five out of 100 but the buzzer beater was sick it, it was a nice buzzer beater yes it was it, i'm not gonna lie but you are talking to a college sports elitist which is a bit of a oxymoron being that i went to wake forest but, but i guess my question is like, even after, like, it's one thing to not expect big things. Uh-huh. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Like, San Diego State, FAU. I maybe that's something not your could bag. Happen. Cool. Yeah. Right. But we got a Final Four buzzer beater, Wes. We did. That we and did. you are acting like it was, uh, we'll just move. Like, <laughs> no, in the moment, in the moment. That's as dejected as I've heard you. Yeah. Dig in the moment, I was like, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. In the moment when it happened, it was pretty exciting. I was like, oh, and then I rewinded it back. So it was pretty cool. Well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're telling us that you're excited. I'm just not feeling that energy from you, though. Like, we need our truth in here to get us standing up <laughs> and then get us excited about that Final Four buzzer beater. I was I was at Catawba Brewery because mm-hmm. they released the PBJ editions. That beer is straight fire. Wow. Love the peanut butter and jelly beer every single and year. And you taste both flavors in it? Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. Strawberry rhubarb is my favorite. Raspberry mm. is great. Blackberry is a new one. And they also have like a blueberry Carolina jam ale. That's very new as well. I had to buy the strawberry rhubarb for sure. But we were all watching it and the place goes crazy as soon as they hit that shot, which was really fun. So anyways, that was my experience. Yeah, I was man. a little bit more excited. Well, we are in it right now. We're in the campus corner. Okay. Tonight. <laughs> Championship game, UConn, San Diego State. UConn has won 11 of its last 12, and they are dominating people, folks. Their fifth straight tournament game that the Huskies have won by double digits. They are on a roll taking on San Diego State. That's coming off that thrilling victory that you heard. Zidane uh, Ladee and Lamont Butler are also two of the top players on that squad. So this it should be a, a good game tonight, but a lot of people are expecting uh, UConn to roll. So... Uh, what do you think about this game tonight? Where's your excitement level? I know they've played five games in the tournament already. I have not given them the respect that they deserve in San Diego State. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to give it to you here. <laughs> I think UConn rolls tonight. And I understand the Aztecs have played very nice defense. I'm not trying to take anything away. The buzzer beater was awesome. I'm trying to get everybody else hyped for the buzzer beater that we just saw. It was great. Man, UConn looks 
fantastic during this tournament run. Like they look, it doesn't matter. It's going to be Hawkins in the second half. It's going to be Sonogo all the way through. Klingon is going to make sure that you don't get anything easy at the rim. UConn has been fantastic, and I expect them to roll. Well, we've talked about are they a blue blood, and Coach K was on Colin Cowherd's podcast, and he said that they are indeed a blue blood. Gave a lot of credit to Jim Calhoun. Call him maybe the greatest program builder uh, of all time. But listen, if I asked you who are the winningest Final Four programs in the history of the sport, you might not say UConn, but they are 9-1 and one in Final Four games. Highest winning percentage in Final Four history and the nine wins is seventh most in final four history so when UConn gets to this moment they get the job done does a win tonight this would tie them with Duke for national championships does this make UConn an official blue blood tonight I'm here for it and honestly even if they don't win tonight the final four appearances that they've been able to accumulate the fact that they are consistently somewhere at, at the top where And there are different spaces for it, right? If you go to the Kimba Walker era, and then you go basically what was like four years later, you had Kimba, you had Shabazz, and now here we are again, close to 10 years later. But you are doing the whole, honestly, Fiddy, not quite as long, but you're doing the whole North Carolina thing where you get a championship every decade. Like, if you are doing that, if you are getting to the point where you are expected to win a championship every 10 years, and you've been doing it since the 90s, how am I going to hold you out of blue blood territory? I can't do it anymore. We're talking about close to 40 years now where, well, I guess it's over 30, but we are going on 40, especially with this championship. I can't keep you out the club. Yeah, no, I had a conversation last week with the boss man Ricky. about this. And when you've got, <laughs> if they win tonight, that gives them five ties and would do. Also with That's three, crazy. Also with three different head coaches like Carolina, like Kentucky. You have Calhoun. Now, look, Kevin Ollie was a disaster, but he he guided them on a run to the national championship. Hurley's not going anywhere. He's just now getting his guys in there. So I would say yes. I I would just add them to the blue blood. Like, you were all about trying to take away Indiana. I know how much the game of basketball means to those farmers up there. I'm not removing <laughs> them from, 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 from the blue blood statue. But, yeah, if they win tonight, UConn is without a doubt a blue blood. I agree with basketball. that as well. Um, when you talk about tying Duke and like you said the runs that they've had throughout the decades and then it looks like now they're back and if they win tonight I definitely think so and I agree with you as well I think even if they don't win they're still in that territory uh, as well well I mean just think about again the, the different coaches thing is interesting because this is always what I kind of look at too is how much of the success for that program is coach based where you're bringing this university to a different type of level and sometimes those things can enter Twine and it's okay to call the program a blue blood, even if it was just one coach that experienced all of the success that that program had. But if UConn is doing it consistently with so many different guys, now Jim Calhoun, you know, maybe people don't like him, but the guy was an amazing coach up there in UConn. Like maybe even more so underrated when we talk about some of the giants of the last 30 years. And now that you're doing it with Ollie and now Hurley is up there, it's not like Stores is some hotbed. It's not like we think exactly. UConn That's is a great you know, point. turning them out and or, oh, yeah, I definitely want to go to stores. 
It's not like that at all up there at UConn. So the fact that they continue to win, I'm not keeping them out anymore. Yeah, and they've had their share of, of, of great NBA talent over the years, but I agree with you. Like I said, especially being up north with all the competition that they've had over the years. When you talk about them being in the Big East with the Syracuses and the St. John's and all those schools up north that a lot of the New York kids may prefer to go to, but the fact that you know they attract the talent they do at UConn to win is impressive well, and that's, in and of itself. Yeah, like different coaches. What are we selling you? Leave New York City yeah. and go to stores, Connecticut. The only way that that helps you, outside of liking the coach who is recruiting you, it's off of a winning tradition. Yep. I mean, that that's the thing that helps. And if you have that tradition that is strong enough to maybe be even a sole reason as to why you go there, that's pretty blue blood to me. Now, if San Diego State gets the win tonight, though, what does this mean for college basketball as a whole, or is this just an aberration? I mean, I think for as a whole, it does go to show you just how parity-driven this sport is right now. Yeah. I, I do think that it has opened up quite a bit. San Diego State, as much as we wanted to use the Mountain West as a scapegoat as to why ACC was getting so much disrespect, we all hated the Mountain West. This gives them a little bit of legitimacy right now. Now, it doesn't erase the entire history of them getting to the NCAA tournament and then failing and failing and failing. San Diego State did that quite a bit. But now they're here. It's, you know, it's not Gonzaga-esque because they haven't accomplished nearly as much as yeah. Gonzaga. But San Diego State constantly would get to the tournament. They'd be a pretty high seed, not one, but they'd be a pretty high seed, and they'd bow out early. But just like when Gonzaga finally got to a championship game, it's like, okay, now they are a force to be reckoned with in the tournament. Now you have to worry about them at least a little bit. And I think the Aztecs have a little of that going on. You had one thing, Fitty? But wouldn't it be more damning to Mark Few's program that he's gotten there so many times and hasn't cut down the nets? This, I mean, look, Kawhi Leonard couldn't get San Diego State past the Sweet 16. This crew doesn't have an NBA player on its roster, and they're playing for a national championship. I think what it does, it just goes to show you just this, this is the only sport where this can happen. It doesn't happen in college football. It doesn't happen in women's college basketball. Maybe college baseball, a team like San Diego State, yeah. can, can can win a championship. We saw Fresno State do it when yeah. Carolina got there in Omaha. We saw, what, um, 08 or something like that. We saw Coastal Carolina win it just a few right. years ago. So. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's why I love the sport. Uh, yeah. A single elimination tournament, no postseason is like this with its unpredictability. Baseball's pretty unpredictable, but when you go single elimination tournament in a sport like college in like college basketball, then you get fairly Dickinson beating Purdue every once yeah. in a while in San Diego State. And like you said, San Diego State has been knocking at the door for a while. Had a lot of good teams that people thought would go far, but they do finally get in. I think if they win, I think it's more so on what happens next year. Mm-hmm if this will become the norm or not. Because I think if they win it, it's just been a crazy year in college basketball. There was no team really at the top that was super dominant, but still yet a team like this getting to the championship game, I guess after the Butlers and the Gonzagas and stuff like that starting to rise up, that it's, it's not so surprising, but we'll see if they can get it done tonight because a lot of those teams could not. The improbable run squads that made it. Butler could never get over the hump. Gonzaga hasn't been able to get over the hump, so we'll see if San Diego State can get over the hump. But when we return on the Wesson Walker Show here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, we're going to talk Hornets, Buzz City. This player is finally starting to show a little bit of worth late in the season, but do we care? We'll talk about that when we return. This is the Wesson Walker Show. 